Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, September 11th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis, and we are here to finally break down the week one NFL DFS main slate. And Josh, what an exciting day. You are really celebrating this day in style with a plan to go watch your Packers. Yeah, we're going down this weekend. We just decided yesterday, kind of last minute, but we decided we're going to go ahead and head down to Jacksonville this weekend. So super pumped for that. You're rolling with the punches. The game gets moved, and you are a diehard Packers fan. If, if folks are following Josh on Twitter, you know all about that. And so you're going to be our Packers expert, among other things, this season. And you've been crushing it in baseball for us. Uh, gave out the two brains are better than one lineup last night on the podcast with coach that cashed, but you've had a great season in baseball. And now I'm really pumped to be able to do football with you. So we're going to do a lot of these main slates together. And uh, it is a, a course of momentous day here, 20 years since nine 11. Um, you know, the memory, I, I was right in the same spot here when it happened. Uh, just an incredible situation. And, um, we have a lot to be thankful here to be able to be on here talking about football, still alive. It's a great day to be alive, Josh, and I'm, I'm pumped to do this with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so what, what we're going to do today is we're going to go position by position to try to get everybody re ready for the main slate. And we may do some different formats here throughout the season. Last year, we did a lot of podcasts where we went game by game. But today, we're starting position by position to get everybody ready. So let's start with quarterbacks. We'll end up hitting the, the running backs. We'll hit wide receivers. We'll hit tight ends. We'll even mention some defenses. Uh, so let's start with some quarterbacks. I'm going to start out with Russell Wilson as a potential pay up against Indianapolis. And Wilson is just so solid. Uh, you know, great uh, stats across the board. Obviously a mobile quarterback. And the way to beat Indy is through the air. This is the third highest total on the board at 49 and a half. And I just love these weapons here. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they made us a bunch of money last year. You throw in Gerald Everett, I've got Disley. So you've got, uh, and, and not to mention Carson, but he's not, not doesn't have the greatest matchup this week. So I think they're going to go through the air more. Wilson is reasonably priced at 7000 So there's one guy you can look to if you want to pay up. Yeah, I definitely agree with that play. I like Russell Wilson a lot this week. So Nice. So who's your first pay-up quarterback? My first pay-up quarterback is actually going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's 8,100 on DraftKings. I know that that may not be a name that you think of when you think of a tournament play, but what I'm thinking is a lot of people are going to go with the higher-priced halfbacks this week, kind of cram all three of them in there. And so it's not going to leave a lot of salary for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. If you look back at the game last year in the playoffs against Cleveland, he had 230 passing yards in the first half. Um, which obviously he got hurt in the second half and right early in the third quarter. Um, but I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him. They went out, you know, Kansas City went out after the Super Bowl after they got dismantled on the offensive line, re-solidified their offensive line with Joe Tooney, Kyle Long, and of course traded for Orlando Brown. So I really think that Mahomes is going to have a lot of time to find Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, uh, McCall Hardman, you know, all the top targets. So i definitely like Patrick Mahomes this week. Nice call. Yeah, I had a lot of exposure to him in that playoff game against Cleveland, and that I felt that injury when he went yeah. out because he was absolutely rolling. And you're right, absolutely. it's going to be really crucial to see how that new offensive line comes together. And if you want to have a GPP stack, you got to pay for it with the Chiefs if you want to pair him up with Kelsey or Hill. But, 
yeah, nice uh, contrarian potential pay up there uh, on this slate. All right, my next quarterback might be my favorite. It's Tannehill, 6,500 on DraftKings against Arizona. This one is the second highest total on the board, 53 and a half. And Tannehill, I think, is just still a little bit under the radar. He really had a strong season, almost 4,000 yards last year, 34 touchdowns, only eight interceptions, mobile as well. Ran for 272 and eight scores. And it's it's a high-powered offense. I, I'm just extremely bullish on this offense this year, Josh, with the addition of Julio Jones to go along with Henry, the just the crusher out of the backfield, and A.J. Brown, very strong. Um, and then you've got the Arizona secondary that's really hurting after the retirement of Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a this is a potential game a game stack. Hannah Tanhill very fair price. Uh, so he's probably my favorite quarterback this week on on DraftKings. Yeah, I definitely like Tannehill. He's a guy that I targeted pretty heavily in my uh, season long fantasy drafts this year. So as did I. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely want to get a lot of Tannehill this year. So, All right, who's next for you? So for me, next is going to be Matt Ryan. He's 6,000 on DraftKings. As you mentioned, he did lose Julio Jones this offseason, but they've still got Calvin Ridley there and uh, drafted Kyle Pitts in the first round. And they're going to have to rely on their passing attack because their running you know, backs are, are kind of weak. So I think they're going to be pass first and often, you know, so definitely like Matt Ryan against the Eagles secondary, which struggled pretty badly last year and didn't really do much to solidify it this offseason. So. Yep, I like it, definitely. And you probably get a little bit lower owned on, on Matt Ryan this week. Yeah, right. and he's projecting, uh, Pro Football Focus has him projected to be around um, the same projected point total as guys like Kyler Murray and, like you mentioned, Ryan Tannehill. So he's going to be lower owned and, and probably around that same point total. So. And Murray's much more expensive, so that could be a, a great value. All right, if you're going to pay down uh, and you want to punt the position, you could look at Mac Jones going up against Miami, uh, beatable uh, through the air. Not the greatest total here, 43-and-a-half, but the Patriots are at home. Uh, Belichick would not be running him out there if he didn't think he was ready. Mm-hmm. He was efficient in the preseason, and I think it'll just come down to how they score uh, if he can get – you know, even one passing touchdown, 250 yards, he can pay off that price tag. You know, so if you're playing Mac Jones, you're not going for the 300 yards and three touchdowns. You're going yeah. for, you know, 12 to 14 fantasy points and pay up elsewhere. So that's one uh, potential pay down option. Do you have one more quarterback for us? Yeah. So for my third quarterback, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he's 5,500 on DraftKings. I think San Francisco is going to come out this year trying to put any doubts behind them about, you know, what they might be as far as a team after last year, they dealt with all the injuries. And uh, I think he's going to be a big part of it, at least early on in the year, he's got Trey Lance looking over his shoulder. So he's going to have to perform. And he knows that he's got a lot of weapons and George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. So um, I think he's going to have a a great day on Sunday and um, the San Francisco lineup in general should have a really good, you know, good game. So yeah, they should. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about them a fair amount here throughout the show. Yeah, I uh, love that matchup. All right, Josh, let's transition to the running backs. And my first pay up here, uh, you know, hopefully you don't wince 
And uh, let's see what the feedback is. I've got Camara uh, against your Packers. Uh, another high total here, 49 and a half. And according to Pro Football Focus, the Saints have Saints a 43, 43% run blocking advantage. Um, by the way, we're really excited about our partnership with Pro Football Focus. If you missed the opening podcast that I did with Joe on the uh, Thursday night game, which, wow, what a game, by the way. That was a lot of fun. Great way to start the season. But we're, we've partnered with Pro Football Focus this year, and we're sharing a lot of their data with our members uh, and they are the best. So just thrilled about that. And for folks who want to take advantage of that, you can become a member at DFS Coach Talk and join us for all of our NFL lineups. We give out full lineups on FanDuel, usually two hybrid lineups and a GPP, full lineup on Yahoo, and then our coaches clipboard on DraftKings with a bunch of choices and some highlighted core players. And so we have a season-long package on our website for 350 If you pick that up, you get access to all of our sports from now until the day after the Super Bowl. So you get baseball lineups every day, basketball lineups throughout the preseason, the regular season, every slate, golf lineups every week. So DFSCoachTalk.com if you want to sign up, and we'll send you an email, get you into our Discord, and do that this weekend so you can get the week one lineups tomorrow. All right, so back to Kamara here. Uh, I mean, the guy is just a stud. We actually talked about him in the preseason a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, with his tremendous shiftiness and averaged almost five yards a carry last year, went over 1,000 yards, 88 receptions. The guy is just so versatile, PPR monster. Uh, I think they're going to rely on him as they try to settle that quarterback situation. So you can get him for a little bit cheaper than some of the other guys up top, and I like Kamara here. Yeah, I do like Kamara, and and the reason that I do is because there's not really much else around him. I mean, you know, you got Marquez Callaway, who I've seen a lot of people are on, but if he draws Jair Alexander, I don't like that matchup at all for him. Traquan Smith, I I don't know if you saw that or not, but he was ruled out yesterday, so he's not going to be out there. There's just not a lot that that Jameis Winston could feel comfortable about throwing to at all, so I feel like Kamara is going to be the – probably 75% of their passing attack. So, Yep. Excellent. Do you have a pay-up uh, running back for us? Yeah, my pay-up running back is going to be Dalvin Cook. He's 9,100 on DraftKings, which is, you know, um, a little bit cheaper than uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's projected to be one of the higher-owned backs on the slate, obviously. And uh, he's he's really just kind of kind of like Alvin Kamara. He's, he's the heart of that offense. And when they don't have Dalvin Cook out there, they're just not the same team. Um, the Bengals were ranked 28th last year against the run, allowing just under 150 yards per game, and they lost Geno Atkins this offseason. So I think there's going to be a lot of room for Cook to run, and, and uh, the offensive line should be able to create some big holes, even though they lost Christian Darisol earlier this year, um, you know, with injury. So, Yeah, and Minnesota, they want to run the ball. This is yeah. one of those offenses where you get a bell cow in a great matchup, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. So he should absolutely eat. All right, James Robinson is next for me, 6,400. And I, I could f- really complete the analysis here, Josh, just by saying that they are playing Houston. That's going to basically <laughs> do it for this season. I mean, Houston, you know, my feeling here is that they're just trying to tank. They yeah. are, you know, trading guys away. J.J. J. Watt is gone. They just traded Roby. 
I don't think they want to win. I think they want to get a, a high draft pick. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is, I mean, I read through their roster uh, before the season. That was how I kind of started to prepare for the year. Just reading through the rosters, you know, obviously keeping tabs on who's, who's in, who's out on these teams. And Houston and Detroit jumped out at me as the two teams that are just going in the wrong direction slash tanking. So, yeah. I mean, let's attack Houston early and often here this season. Uh, they were number 32 as a rush defense last year, and they've gotten worse. Another 43% run blocking advantage, according to Pro Football Focus. James Robinson, great year last year. Uh, another one of these guys who can catch passes as well. Uh, so James Robinson, you save a, a bunch here at 6,400. He'll be in a bunch of my lineups. Yeah, I definitely like James Robinson. I think people were kind of off him there for a while when they drafted Travis Eddy in, but with him being injured, you know, it's going to be James Robinson early and often, like you said. Exactly. Yeah, for my uh, second running back, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. He's 6,200 on DraftKings. He's the man now in Cincinnati with, you know, Gio Bernard is in Tampa. He's He's been popping up in all the pro football focus optimizers that I ran. And uh, I just think that he's going to get a heavy workload pretty much all year. They've got, you know, Samaj Perrine and Travion Williams behind him. So it's going to be a heavy workload for Joe Mixon this year. Yeah, they've come out and said they want him out there as much as possible. Again, yeah. you love the the bell cow situation for him. Good price. I like that play. Uh, last one for me here, Mostert, Mr. Raheem against the those lines that I mentioned. Again, 28th against the run last year, an even better 69% run blocking advantage here for San Fran. He averaged five yards per carry last year. And, you know, he's just hungry. You know, I love his story. Uh, he gets after it. You know, he t doesn't take a playoff. And we know that Shanahan loves to run the ball. Yeah. Um, they're big favorites here, nine point favorites on the road. Hmm. So that's. You know, that's always a good scenario with Vegas uh, for a team that likes to run the ball. So what do you think? What do you think here about Mostert as a, a little bit of a pay down mid tier option? Well, what I think is I've got the same guy. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Yeah. We're both on Mostert for our third option. And, um, you know, the, the Niners did draft Trey Sermon. Eventually, you know, he's going to have his day and and take that role probably from him, but Mostert's not going to give that up easily. And he's going to, it should be a blowout, honestly. So if it's a blowout, he's going to get a lot of carries and a heavy workload. So definitely like Mostert, obviously. Yep. And this is one of those situations where the potential blowout is not something that I think we need to run from because, yeah. you know, he's going to help him get there. And, and even if it's a 60, 40, they're all going to have their opportunity to smash. And he's, mm -hmm. he's a, he's a fair price. So it's not a, you know, a 9K guy who, you know, might just not get enough touches. So I yeah. think it's worth worth a look. All right, Josh, we are going to transition to the wide receivers. Um, let's start with DK Metcalf. And he's going against Indianapolis, of course. I mentioned Russell Wilson is one of my quarterback picks. Mm -hmm. Always fun to pair up your quarterback with at least one pass catcher. Uh and he had games – if you remember the beginning of the season last year, he scored a touchdown in weeks one, two, and three. And that's when it came out that Wilson and Metcalf had been training together in the offseason, developing that chemistry. And I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens here. I mean, Metcalf obviously 
He's in incredible shape. Yeah. He's just a freak. Uh, so he's going to be ready to go week one. And Indianapolis has a tough run defense, so the, the way to beat them is through the air. So Metcalf at 7,500 is guy I'm looking at. Yeah, I definitely like Metcalf. Um, like you said, pairing him up with Wilson. I'm going to pair up my number one wide receiver with one of my quarterbacks too, and that's going to be Calvin Ridley. Okay. Um, 7,900 on DraftKings, like you mentioned earlier. Julio Jones is in Tennessee now, so Ridley's their guy. Um, and Pro Football Focus actually has him projected as their number one wide receiver this week. So he's probably going to be pretty high owned, but I still really like the matchup. And um, the price is good. So for me, he's my number one wide receiver option. Yeah, it's a good place to start. A lot of people have high hopes for Ridley this year, and I think it's well-deserved. Uh, he's a stud. He's going to get all of the targets he can handle. Absolutely. All right, next guy for me, Terry McLaurin, 6,400. Uh, Washington, the one-point favorites here against the Chargers. Uh, 44.5 is the total. We've got Curtis Samuel out. So uh, – you know, more of a, a need here for McLaurin to deliver. Pro Football Focus really likes this matchup uh, where they project McLaurin to see a bunch of Michael Davis. And we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick in town. And we know he loves to sling it, Josh. Yeah. He's not afraid to, to go through the air. Uh, he's He's been through it all, seen it all. He's been on about every team in the, in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, probably going to be near the end of the road for him. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to be conservative. Uh, he's going to get after it. So McLaurin, I'm looking for a strong week one out of him. Yeah. And Curtis Samuel uh, is on the injured list now, too. So that's going to help McLaurin, too. So absolutely like play for sure. Uh, my second wide receiver is going to be Brandon Ayuk. He's 5,700 on DraftKings. Again, pairing up one of my corner, uh, quarterbacks with a wide receiver here. Um, he has the number one pro football focus says he has a number one projected advantage in the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. He's projected to face against, this is a tough name, but I'm going to go for it here. I got Amani Oru Warrior, who allowed 16 and a half yards per reception last season, which was 102nd out of 103 cornerbacks. That so, sounds bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> real bad. <laughs> so, yep. Brandon Ayuk is going to be my second play. Solid, solid. All right, uh, paying down here a little bit. Jacoby Myers is on my radar, 5,100. And the way to beat Miami is through the slot. Attacked that a lot last year. Uh, he played 60% of his snaps in the slot last year, according to Pro Football Focus. And this is another uh, DraftKings-specific play where we've got PPR. Uh, again, the scoring system, ultra important here. Uh, really dictates how we're going to make our selections. And Myers is a bit of a security blanket. You know, he'll he'll hit that slant pattern for 8, 10 yards, and, you know, they, they just add up over time because he's going to be the number one guy here. We've got Al Aguilar questionable. Um, so Myers is, is a guy that I think really built up a lot of confidence last year. Didn't get in the end zone, but they did get him in the end zone Early in the preseason, I think they made it a point to get that monkey off his back. And I think there's a good chance he'll score again this week. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I definitely like Myers this week. Um, my next guy is going to be the other Marquez in this matchup with the Packers and the Saints. I hear a lot of people talking about Marquez Callaway, and I feel like they've kind of forgotten about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's 3,700 on DraftKings. He actually led the – I don't know how many people know this, but he actually led the NFL in yards per reception last year uh, with 20.9 yards per reception. 
And last year, when when they faced the Saints, the Packers went down the field quite a bit, and they targeted um, Alan Lazard, which to me was kind of unusual because they usually look at Marcus Valdez-Scantling. And I think that they're going to go down the field a lot on Sunday. Um, obviously, I'm going to be there, so that's going to be exciting to see that in person. But um, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Coach LaFleur has been talking about all offseason how he's been very consistent, and that's always been an issue with Marquez because he has a great game and then he just disappears. So if he can become consistent, that's really scary because you got Devontae Adams on the other side. So Marquez Valdez-Scanling is going to be my third wide receiver. Yeah, I like that. As a, He is a deep threat, and that does play into that inconsistency where so many times we saw Rodgers go deep to him, and if he if he hauls it in, it's he's going to pay off value that day. Uh, yep. So that'll be a lot of fun. Nice price there. I like the GPP upside for him um, in what could be another high-scoring game like it was last year, 37-30. Yeah, definitely. All right, one one more guy for me here, Corey Davis. I think he's way underpriced on DraftKings at 4900 uh, The Jets are getting four points against Carolina. They should be throwing it a bunch. And uh, positive matchup here for pro football focus and – Zach Wilson apparently loves throwing it here to Davis. That was the the main guy throughout the Mm -hmm. preseason. Jamison Crowder's out, so they need Davis to step up here. Uh, Again, 4,900 I think is a a real strong value. I think he'll be very popular, but, you know, sometimes you get one or two chalk guys in your lineup at a low price like that, and and that's fine. You're you're still going to be able to differentiate with the rest of your lineup. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like Corey Davis. Uh, I feel like he's kind of been hidden in the previous, you know, teams he's been with, and and he's ready for a breakout season. I think with Zach Wilson. So excellent, like Corey Davis. Uh, my fourth wide receiver is going to be Marvin Jones from Jacksonville. He's thirty six hundred on DraftKings. He's just simply too cheap for a wide receiver one against, like you said, a team that's playing for that first pick. So. Definitely, yeah. definitely like Marvin Jones. Even if he's chalky, I'm still going to play him. So. Good value for sure. Excellent. All right, before we get to the tight ends and defense, I uh, just want to invite folks to subscribe to that YouTube channel if you haven't already. We'd appreciate that. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the hit the alert button so you know when these podcasts post. We're going to generally post these on Saturday. We're going nice and early here today. This is breakfast yeah. time, Josh. It is. Uh, we got to get you out the door to get down there to, to cheer on your Packers and, and MVS. So uh, hit the alert button so you know when these are going to post. And then you'll get our other podcasts when they po- uh, pop up. We've got some baseball podcasts here going multiple times per week. Golf, of course, and basketball right around the corner. So I uh, appreciate your support there on YouTube. Uh, also, I'm sure Joe Stan would want me to mention to please retweet our pinned tweet yes. uh, on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk for a chance at a free membership. All right, let's hit a couple tight ends here. I'm going to start with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I like him in general this season as a volume play. The Detroit wide receiver core is a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if they're they're tanking, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to have to try to move the ball here. Hawkinson uh, a nice safe option. It's a t- bit of a tough matchup here. With Fred Warner uh, and San Fran, but Goff really likes tight ends. I, I think he'll rely on Hawkinson, yeah. who's ascending. Uh, Forty nine hundred. You know, you, if we pay up here with some of these other guys we've talked about, you got, you got to get some value in there. So Hawkinson, an option for me. 
Yeah, I like that call. I think you were talking about how Goff likes tight ends. That's probably going to be the most talented tight end he's ever had to work with. So, yep. yeah, exactly. definitely like that call. Um, so for me, my first tight end is going to be Kyle Pitts. He's 4,400 on DraftKings. He's probably going to be the, the most owned tight, tight end, and it's deservedly so because he's projected to be a top five tight end this season. So for probably a mid-range tight end value, you're getting a top-tier tight end, and the Eagles were 28th in fantasy points allowed against tight ends last year. So definitely like the matchup for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I wrote a note down uh, last night on that matchup because remember last year, it was Kittle who went for 15 catches and 183 against Philly. Yeah, uh, so they absolutely can be had at the tight end position. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with your man Bobby Tunyon next here, 4,200. Um, again, high total here. It was 37 to 30 last year. He he went for 550 and a score in that matchup, mm -hmm. and just a touchdown machine. 12 touchdowns last year. Yep, and uh, you know, don't know if we'll get that much again uh, this year, but we're not playing season long right now. We're playing right. DFS, and you know, season long was a lot of fun here to get some drafts going. But I'm I'm pumped here that we're ready in DFS. We're focusing in on these matchups, and Tunyon uh, at 4200, uh, another way to pay down at tight end. Yeah, obviously I like that call, but um, yeah, Tunyon is Tunyon is a great red zone target. So, yep, a lot Definitely. of confidence when when Rogers has confidence in you. That really bodes well for your touchdown upside, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. For my second tight end, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard on the same game. Um, the only One of the only teams worse than than um, than Philly last year against the tight end was Atlanta. They were actually ranked dead last. So he's right around the same price point as Kyle Pitts, so it's a nice contrarian option there for people that don't want to pay for Pitts because of the fear of how owned he's going to be. So definitely – going to be looking at Dallas Goddard some of my GPPs nice call nice call um, all right defenses here uh, let's finish there and Sam Fran is my top choice you know 4200 definitely have to pay up for him at the position but again it's Detroit huge favorites here um, you know strong defense uh, against a bad offense we know Goff can turn it over um, you know, so it's just one of those feel-good plays. You feel solid about it, and you're willing to pay, pay up a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely like San Francisco's defense. Uh, like you said, you do have to pay up for them, but well worth it. So, um, for me, my top defense is going to be the Bills. I think they're probably going to be pretty high owned because 2,500 is pretty cheap for for a defense as well. You know, respected as Buffalo's defense is. And there's a lot of question marks on that Pittsburgh offensive line. So I think they're going to be getting after Big Ben early and often. And um, they actually pro project pro football focus projects them as the lowest Pittsburgh as the lowest pass rank um, pass blocking offense this week. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how Pittsburgh evolves with their new offensive coordinator. I read that they're going to be uh, using a little bit more pre-snap motion and, going to get under center more we've seen ben back in shotgun a ton they led right. the league in that last year and so will there be some growing pains for pittsburgh in week one we we shall see um you know i may just go with san fran and most of my lineups here for defense but if i am going to pay down washington is an option for me at 3200 
Mm, uh, yeah. Many consider them to have the best defensive line. We've got Ron Rivera, uh, the defensive mind at the helm. And you know, the Chargers is not it's not an easy matchup by any means with with Herbert and company. But lower total here, forty four and a half. And you know, I just in general, I think you can feel pretty solid about Washington. Uh, you know, not getting not getting uh, you know run through and around. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a little bit of a, a, a pay down choice uh, if you don't want to pay up for the 49ers. Yeah, I like it. They're one of the bigger surprises last year, I think, with their defense. I mean, they really dominated some games and won some games for them last year. So definitely like the Washington defense. For me, my second option is going to be um, the Dolphins defense, which is 2900 on DraftKings. They did have one of the top secondaries in the league last year. And I feel like Brian Flores, with his familiarity with the Patriots and everything, he's going to run some schemes that might confuse them a little bit and, you know, kind of confuse the young Mac Jones also. So, Man, that's going to be a key matchup for you and I here. Yeah. Uh, as I've got Mac Jones as a potential punt play at quarterback. And, you know, it's th- the one thing about that matchup, because of that familiarity, is you see a lot of, you know, 17 to 10 type games. True. So, I, you know, it's it's just unlikely to be a high-scoring game. So that's I, I like the safety of that play, where you know they're not going to give up 35 and, and lose mm-hmm. points in, in that in that way. But I, I'm going to be glued to that one to see how uh, that chess match plays out. It's always fun to see Belichick go against his former assistants, uh, and you know sometimes it doesn't work out because they do know him that well. Um, so. But, you know, they haven't seen Mac Jones either. Yeah. So uh, that'll be an interesting dynamic. All right. Well, I hope that helped everybody get ready here for week one. Uh, we are fired up at DFS Coach Talk to finalize our lineups. We started with a hybrid in the Bucks cowboys game that cash in every contest. So we're off to a solid start. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts here before week one other than – I mean, can you? Are you going to be able to focus tomorrow with your lineup, or are you going to? I don't just know, be- man. I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pumped. So, yeah. yeah. That um, is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great first week of the NFL. We had a great start to it with the game on Thursday, and uh, it was a lot closer than I thought that game was going to be. Actually, and and I think we're going to have a lot of great matchups on Sunday too. So, yeah, coaches, Cowboys put up a real strong fight there, uh, but couldn't uh, overcome Brady with that the ball in his hands with under two minutes to go. So yeah. if we can get like 80% of that drama here for the rest oh, of week man. one, I'll, I'll be happy. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Josh, we'll have an awesome time at the game and uh, be talking to you here tomorrow morning as we finalize these lineups. But uh, again, thank you all for tuning in on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS coach talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.